Hi, I'm Isaac, lead pastor of New Hope Foursquare Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Our Sunday services are at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. Find out more at www.inewhope.org. Hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus, the world lay in darkness and hopelessness. The people of Israel received a prophecy from Isaiah, words that would give hope, words that still give hope. Isaiah 9, 2 through 9. The people who will walk in darkness see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government and its peace, the government will rest on its shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. The Lord has spoken out against Jacob. His judgment has fallen upon Israel. And the people of Israel and Samaria who spoke with such pride and arrogance will soon know it. Mm. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> He's here. Everything was ready. The moment God had been waiting for was here at last. God was coming to help his people just as he promised in the beginning. But how would he come? What would he be like? What would he do? Mountains would have bowed down, seas would have roared, trees would have clapped their hands. But the earth held its breath. As silent as snow falling, he came in. And when no one was looking, in the darkness, he came. There was a young girl who was engaged to a man named Joseph. Joseph was the great, 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 great grandson of King David. One morning, this girl was minding her own business when suddenly a great warrior of light appeared, right there in her bedroom. He was Gabriel, and he was an angel, a special messenger from heaven. When she saw the tall, shining man standing there, Mary was frightened. You don't need to be scared, Gabriel said. God is very happy with you. Mary looked around to see if perhaps he was talking to someone else. Mary, Gabriel said, and he laughed with such gladness that Mary's eyes filled with sudden tears. Mary, you're going to have a baby, a little boy. You will call him Jesus. He is God's own son. He's the one. He's the rescuer. The God who flung planets into space and kept them whirling around and around. The God who made the universe with just a word. The one who could do anything at all was making himself small and coming down as a baby. Wait, God was sending a baby to rescue the world? But it's too wonderful, Mary said, and felt her heart beating hard. How can it be true? Is anything too wonderful for God? Gabriel asked. So Mary trusted God more than what her eyes could see, and she believed. 
I am God's servant, she said. Whatever God says, I will do. Sure enough, it was just as the angel had said. Nine months later, Mary was almost ready to have her baby. Now, Mary and Joseph had to take a trip to Bethlehem, the town King David was from. But when they reached the little town, they found every room was full. Every bed was taken. Go away, the innkeepers told them. There isn't any place for you. Where would they stay? Soon Mary's baby would come. They couldn't find anywhere except an old, tumble-down stable. So they stayed where the cows and the donkeys and the horses stayed. And there, in the stable, amongst the chickens and the donkeys and the cows, in the quiet of the night, God gave the world his wonderful gift. The baby that would change the world was born. His baby son. Mary and Joseph wrapped him up to keep him warm. They made a soft bed of straw and used the animal's feeding trough as his cradle. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Mary and Joseph named him Jesus, Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us, because, of course, he has. Many, many years later, one of Jesus' original followers named John wrote about Jesus, the Son of God living among us. John 1, 10 through 14. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all believed but to all who believed in him and, ac and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the, wor so the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. And so God came to live and to dwell among us. Hebrews says that Jesus even understood our weaknesses and our temptations, that he was fully human and was sent to be our savior. We'll talk more about how that was accomplished here in a few moments. But for now, the invitation is to worship this newborn king. <laughs> the same night, in amongst the other stars, suddenly a bright new star appeared. Of all the stars in the dark vaulted heavens, this one shone clearer. It blazed in the night and made the other stars look pale beside it. God put it there when his baby son was born to be like a spotlight shining on him, lighting up the darkness, showing people the way to him. You see, God was like a new daddy. He couldn't keep the good news to himself. He had been waiting all these long years 
for this moment. And now he wanted to tell everyone. So he pulled out all the stops. He'd sent an angel to tell Mary the good news. He'd put a special star in the sky to show where his boy was. And now he was going to send a big choir of angels to sing his happy song to the world. He's here. Go and see him, my little boy. Now, where would you send your splendid choir, hmm? To a big concert hall, maybe? Or a palace, perhaps? God sent his to a little hillside outside a little town in the middle of the night. He sent all those angels to sing for our raggedy old bunch of shepherds watching their sheep outside Bethlehem. Now, in those days, remember, people used to laugh at shepherds and say they were smelly and call them all sorts of rude names, which we can't possibly mention here. You see, people thought shepherds were nobodies, just scruffy old riffraff. But God must have thought that shepherds were very important indeed because they're the ones he chose to tell the good news to first. That very night, there were some shepherds out in the open fields warming themselves by a campfire, when suddenly the sheep darted. They were frightened by something. The the olive trees rustled. What was that? A wing beat? They turned around. Standing in front of them was a huge warrior of light blazing in the darkness. Don't be afraid of me, the bright shining man said. I haven't come to hurt you. I've come to bring you happy news for everyone everywhere. Today in David's town, in Bethlehem, God's son has been born. You can go and see him. He's sleeping in a manger. Behind the angel, they saw a strange glowing cloud, except it wasn't a cloud. It was angels, troops and troops of angels armed with light. And they were singing a beautiful song. Glory to God, to God be fame and honor and all our hoorays. And then, as quickly as they appeared, the angels left. And the shepherds, upon hearing this wonderful news, stamped out their fire left their sheep, raced down the grassy hill, through the gates of Bethlehem, down the narrow cobble streets, through a courtyard, down some steps, 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 past an inn, round a corner, through a hedge, until at last they reached a tumble-down stable. They caught their breath. Then, quietly, they tiptoed inside. They knelt on a dirt floor. They had heard about this promised child, and now he was here, heaven's son, the maker of the stars, a baby sleeping in his mother's arms. This baby would be like that bright star shining in the sky that night, a light to light up the whole world, chasing away the darkness. Helping people to see. 
And the darker the night got, the brighter the star would shine. Well, we've had some fun up here, haven't we? Because <laughs> yeah. you guys so did well. such a good job listening. And the darker the night got, the brighter that star would shine as a signpost to hope. Now, when we think of darkness, I think of darkness, we tend to think about other people's problems. Those people, that person, that group of people, those ones who got it all wrong, those ones are going to be the ruin of our country, the way they think, the way they believe, those people are the problem. I know I do this. Even after following Jesus now for 25 years, I am getting old enough to say 25 years I've been following Jesus. I know. <laughs> I still tend to see the problems other people have before my own. Can you relate? Jesus said to be careful about this. He said, be careful that you, in reaching for the splinter in your friend's eye, that you don't see the own the plank in your own. And really, the bottom line is, I only can be responsible for my plank and not my brother's splinter. Well, this year, it's been good for me. I haven't been on social media the whole year. And didn't you all miss me so much? Yes, you didn't even know it. That's how irrelevant that's become in my life, yeah. It's been helpful for me. Because on social media, when we post like the best things about our lives, and there's the spectacular vacation that I think you can't afford. There's the new car that you shouldn't be buying. You see how judgment creeps up in my heart. The darkness says it far from me. It's not over there. It's right here. But then in my better moments, my conscience is pricked because I too am indulgent. Maybe it's just one too many Netflix episodes. Maybe it's Christmas cookies. <laughs> but the darkness is not far from me. It's close. The coming of innocent baby Jesus can and should remind us that compared to his innocence, there is darkness in each of us. Some of us are good at masking our hidden addictions, or glossing over the bitternesses that are really ravaging our inside. Or we've come to the conclusion that, oh, basically, I'm a good person, really. And I don't need to, be, to have any allegiance to any god. <laughs> I don't know why British people are the ones who talk that way, but anyway, that's, yeah. <laughs> Well, I would suggest that's exactly how our culture is living, without any true allegiance. And so if that is you, and you're living and thinking with no allegiance, really you're living and thinking just like everyone else is. So let's take a look at how well that's working out for us. It's sobering. According to the National Alliance on Mental Illness, the overall suicide rate has risen 31% since 2001. Just to put that in perspective, 
For those of you who are like me and the math doesn't come real easy or fast, that means if 1,000 people in 2001 committed suicide, that over 1,300 people in 2019 did. The increase is significant. They also report that 17%, almost one out of every five high school students, give serious thought to suicide. Something is wrong. I've talked with a couple of educators recently, and they report significant changes in the behavior of elementary school students. One of the teachers I was talking to has taught for 30 years, and she said in the last 10, there's been a significant change with how students are able to interact with their environments. Now, the point isn't boys and girls need to be better behaved. The point is they're hurting, and something is wrong. Channel KGW8 did some ongoing reporting last year. You may have seen this. It's called Classrooms in Crisis. Listen to what these educators reported. I don't agree with all of how they see everything, but as they describe the symptoms, we should pay careful attention. It seems that the darkness is not far away from where we are. first before we try to solve it we really have to understand we want people watching to understand what's happening in classrooms so teachers i want to start with you tell me the classroom disruptions you're seeing in your classroom and in your school i have seen chairs thrown i have had fights i've had threats i've had scissors thrown at me um, my room completely trashed other students had violence towards them i've been hit with a stick anything from uh, terrible language uh, to room clears to ta uh, tables and chairs all being turned over, uh, laptops being thrown around, uh, fists through windows. This yeah. is elementary school. This is elementary school. Teachers across Oregon sent us pictures of what these rooms would look like after an outburst. There would be tables thrown, the rooms were trashed. Is this something that happens? Absolutely. Yes. All the time? Pretty consistently. Something is wrong. I don't know what things used to be like. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not creating some nostalgia look in the past. Everything was glowing then and something is only wrong now. I think the darkness has always been among us. But I would suggest that things in our society are not as they should be. Apart from an allegiance to God, we will, things will not get better. It might be a bit difficult for some to hear about this brokenness at Christmas. You, you came in wanting a, like a warm you know, Christmas greeting and cheer and something a bit more like the Hallmark cards that you see. But I would suggest that this is what Christmas is. Christmas is the celebration of God coming into our darkness, coming into our hopelessness, coming in with light and with hope, with mercy, with grace, with healing, coming to be our Savior because we desperately need it.
But as always it is with God, maybe you've noticed this, it's on his terms and not ours. Have you noticed that he is God and you are not? (laughs) Something I regularly say to myself, Isaac, God is God and you are not. (laughs) Jesus, many years after his birth, audaciously, to his own peril, in front of a crowd that wouldn't have been pleased with what he was saying, he said these words in John 8. He said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. We should take careful account of these words because our culture is not leading us to the light that brings life. Much the opposite, we are following a way that leads to death and anxiety. Now, when Jesus says this, I am the light of the world, we can imagine him to be sweet (laughs) and kind. And maybe Jesus is those things. But he was speaking to people like you and I, people who tend towards pride and stubbornness and doing things our way. In a moment, we're going to sing with a song which is for many their favorite Christmas carol, O Holy Night. Originally, this was a poem written in French called Midnight Christians, written by the poet Placide Capou. Frenchman Adolphe Adam put this poem to song in 1847, and then in 1855, it was translated to English. And as I was reviewing the translation of the song from French and the, into English, I was sad to see that some of the original starkness of the poem had been lost, particularly on the choruses. We sing this. We we sing, fall on your knees, O hear the angel voices, O night divine when Christ was born, O night divine, O night divine. The original poem said this, people, kneel down. Await your deliverance. Christmas, Christmas. Here is your Redeemer. Christmas, Christmas, here is the Redeemer. A later chorus that we'll sing in just a moment says, He knows our need. To our weakness, no stranger. Behold your king before him lowly bend, which means to bow. Behold your king before him lowly bend. It's not near as direct as the original French, which says, it is to your pride that God preaches. Bow your heads to, before the Redeemer. The word Redeemer suggests that we are in captivity and we need to be bought. We need to be rescued. We need somebody to come unlock the bars of our hearts and open us up into freedom. Bow your heads before this Redeemer. It's much more direct. It maybe gets at some of the things that our culture doesn't want to be gotten at. That we are stubborn and prideful and seeking to do things in our way. The world lies in darkness. Imagine that stable, 
where the animals lived. Imagine baby Jesus, innocent. The song invites us, here, here is your redeemer. Here is your hope. Confronted with a baby, all of us, man, woman, and child, all of us have to confront our pride because this is how the God of the universe would save mankind by giving us a baby? Yes. Paul says that it was foolishness in the eyes of the world. But to those who are being saved, it is the very wisdom of God. Because the foolishness didn't end with just a baby being sent. The foolishness would get more foolish when Jesus, the pure, spotless, perfect Son of God, would be thrust onto the cross. And he would say, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And he would say, not my will, Father, but yours be done. And he died on the cross, and he was buried in the grave, and everything looked like it was over. It looked like foolishness, but on the third day, the Son of God rose from the dead, and he conquered sin, death, hell, and the grave, and enabled you and I to be able to have life and forgiveness, and freedom, and it looked foolish, but as Paul says, it was the very wisdom of God. For how can you defeat a king who wins by dying? This is God's gift, which confronts our pride and ego, which does not just placate us or pat us, but rather challenges us, confronts our guilt, our own darkness. And so as we sing together, O Holy Night, and as we sing, Christ is the Lord, I would invite you to consider that you are invited into this humble relationship with God. This was never, this song was never intended to just be an, an epic musical carol that would be covered by artists after artists. It's all of that fine. But really, this famous carol carries passion that is born out of lost people being found. The darkness of today's world, the hopelessness, can be confronted by the light of Jesus Christ. Hope is not lost because Jesus has come. Would you stand and would you sing and would you sing out and see yourself in the song and allow your own pride to be confronted? Jesus is king from the moment he arrived. Sing, O holy, O holy night. The stars are brightly shining. It is a night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and never bound. 
until he appeared in his own fatal A thrill of a weary world rejoices for yonder grace, a new and glorious Shit.
Chains shall he break. The song proclaims it. And from my personal experience, and I know the experience of so many that I've had the privilege to know over the years, chains are broken when we say yes to Jesus. You should go ahead and be seated and take out that candle that you were given on your way in. Ava, a child appropriately, read earlier that he, Jesus, came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Every time we hear an invitation for Jesus, the invitation is to accept and become his child or to reject him. I would say to you, give your life to Jesus Christ today. Because really, there's no tomorrow. Tomorrow is of our imagination. Tomorrow might not come for you. Today is the only day you have to say yes to Jesus. At the conclusion of our service, myself and a couple of our pastors are going to be available here. If you are feeling a stirring in your heart to give your life to Jesus, come and be prayed for with us, and we will lead you in a prayer of faith and repentance. Well, guys, the lights are all going to go down, so brace yourself. Jesus was also talking to his followers. He had said that he, I am the light of the world, but then he looked at his followers and he said, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, the lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Jesus says in the same way, Let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. We are called as those who follow Jesus to be the lights of the world. My son Owen is going to demonstrate the right way to light the candle. You tip the unlit towards the lit. And as the light makes its way around the room, consider that the darkness of our world, which we are aware of and we don't need to be convinced of, is being invaded by the light of Jesus Christ that lives and dwells in each one of you. And if you're one that, someone that is just deciding to follow Jesus, not only are you invited to follow and be forgiven and to have your sins forgiven and to have shame removed, but you're invited into this grand chorus of the history of the church, which simply means the people of Jesus Christ who are extending light into the world. 
Hope was birthed in prophecy, came to flesh in Jesus Christ coming on that beautiful night. Let's sing as we light the candle. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child, holy so tender and mild sleep in heavenly peace sleep in heavenly peace we're going to sing a couple of more verses here but before we do would you just carefully lift that Parents, you can help your children. And let's sing with lifted light, declaring that we, as Jesus followers in a dark world, will do our bit, our part. None of us are alone, but we are together. Silent night, holy night, shepherds quake. At the side, glory stream from heaven afar. Heavenly hosts sing Alleluia. Christ the Savior is born. Christ the Savior is born. Silent night, holy night, Son of God, love's pure light, radiant beams from thy holy With the dawn of redeeming grace, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Everybody, you probably already have, but just glance around. Light is here. Your light. Hope is here. The hope of Christ resides within you. My encouragement as a pastor and for many as your pastor, let your light shine. Live for Jesus. Live for the King. Let him be Lord. Let him set a flame inside of you that continues to burn so that the world that you come into contact with every day will know there's hope in the midst of despair. He left this mission with us. 
So Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus. Thank you for giving us hope and light. Thank you for freeing us. Thank you for forgiving us. Help us to be these light bearers. Help us to be full of the light of your son Jesus. May we always take this seriously with joy, being Jesus followers in a dark world that needs hope. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would fill us, fill our church, and help us to reach this community so that they might know there's hope. We pray this in Jesus' name. Okay, now here comes the part. Nobody, nobody blow out your candle yet. We're going to do it all together in just a second. You can either blow it out, but if you do, hold your hand in front of it so you don't ruin somebody's Christmas updo. <laughs> or you can be really courageous and lick your fingers and pinch it out, which is what I will do. On the count of three, one, two, three. And I want you to just notice how important Jesus' followers are to the world. There's no light apart from Jesus Christ. All other visions wander off into darkness and amount to nothing. Let's be the light of the world, for there is no other. Hmm. I know, I just, <laughs> it's like that. And the light came on, yeah. <sighs> well, as I mentioned, if you are deciding to give your life to Jesus, please come grab myself, James, Chris. Um, there might be a couple others up here as well so we can pray with you. That's really important. Um, but also, we have cookies and some coffee and cocoa in the lobby. We'd love for you to grab a treat and enjoy one another. And we really do wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. Good tidings for Christmas and a Happy New Year. We love you. We look forward to seeing you next time that you are here. You're dismissed. Please drop these candles off. There's some boxes on the way out. And make sure that you give greetings to